Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. With me today is a special guest by the name of Roy Osing. And for those of you that are new to the community, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp the founder and host. For those seasoned listeners, welcome back and thank you again for listening. And let me tell you a little bit more about Roy. Roy Osing is the only author, entrepreneur, and executive leader who delivers practical and proven audacious, unheard of ways to produce high-performing businesses and successful careers. Roy is a former president, CMO, and entrepreneur with over 40 years of successful and unmatched executive leadership experience in every aspect of business. As president of a major data and internet company, his leadership in audacious, unheard of ways took the company from its early stage to 1 billion, you heard me, billion with the B in annual sales. He is a blogger, content marketer, and mentor to young professionals. As an accomplished business advisor, he is the author of the No Nonsense book series, Be Different or Be Dead. With the audacious, unheard of ways, I t- he took up a startup to a billion in sales and is seven. So that's enough about Roy. Why not bring on Roy so he can tell you a little bit more about yourself? So welcome, Roy Osing. Thank you very much. I'm absolutely delighted to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much, Roy, for sharing and holding space with myself and the audience today. And before we dive into the meat and potatoes, which is going to be centered around your book, I want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal way. So you already know the drill. Are you more leaning towards an icebreaker or Rapid fire 10 question game emphasis on rapid because we need to be quick. <laughs> I'm I'm in your hands. You do what you want to do. I'm here to serve. Okie dokie, audience. So we're gonna do rapid fire so we can know more about Roy. So we're playing rapid fire with Roy and Genesis. Do 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 do. Question number one, favorite car. Mustang. Question number two, favorite quote or mantra. Uh, Grateful Dead. You you don't want merely to be the best of the best. You want to be the only one that does what you do. Question three. What's one word to describe you? Audacious. Question four. If you could trade any places with anyone in the world, would you trade places or remain yourself? I would remain myself. Question five. Favorite food? Uh, pasta. Pasta. Question six, you get three random acts of kindness per day. What are your three for today? Uh, Saying hello, petting a dog, and uh, walking down the street. (laughs) 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 Not very kind, but walking. But but I'm a a kind walker, okay? I mean, just I'm a kind walker. (laughs) If you could donate... To any three nonprofits, what would it be? I, and I do this, I donate to the uh, Cancer Society, 
the Heart and Stroke Foundation, and the SPCA. Ooh, okay. So question eight, because it seems like you like animals. So do you own a pet right now? I do not, but my family has got lots of pets, so I borrow them. And I sneak them out of their houses. So uh, yeah, I've got a fan. I got a pet loving family and we got enough. I don't need one. <laughs> Question nine. If you could go anywhere in the world and money was no option, where would you be headed? Uh, the Antarctica. And question 10. It is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I'm going to play. Okie dokie. Last question here. If you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be and why? Be a little more patient and uh, not be too, uh, don't, don't expect too much of yourself. Because you got a lot of time to live and you got a lot of time to get it right. So just be cool. Amazing, y'all. And that concludes a rapid fire with Roy and Genesis. So, <laughs> audience, I hope you learned a little bit more about Roy. Now we're going to dive into your book, Roy. So I want you to hold up your book for those that are watching the video component to see and tell us why you chose to go with this cover. Well, it's uh, my 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 brand is basically red and black, uh, and so if you uh, if you go if you go for go back and look at all of my books, they all have red and black. This is a little different red and black combination. So I'm what you call eating my own dog food in the sense that I'm staying with red and black with a little bit of a twist. Okay, and so that's just the color combination that did I've I've lived with. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's quite quite remarkable. It stands out. Branding is is very very important, and it's uh, it's an easy read. This is a how to guide. Okay, like a lot of books uh, give you a lot of theory. Uh, that's not what this book is. This book is a practical compendium of the things that I've done over for over forty years, in terms of business and my personal life that actually work. Okay, so it's less on the theory, more on the practical. So for people who are looking for stuff that actually works, come on in. I mean, this stuff is simple um, and it's fun and it's exciting. It's doable. And so uh, come in and play with Be Different or Be Dead. That's what it is. It's a playground of life, people. Come on in. So question there with the name. Mm -hmm. What made you go with the name with that name for your book, Be Different or Be Dead? Because Sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, like if I'm different, then what, what if they don't like me? What if I don't fit in? What if I rock the boat? When in actuality, each one of us was created uniquely for a reason. So give us your logic behind the name of your book. And does it have a deeper meaning than what the naked eye can see? Yeah, well, it started out, it started out uh, from, from a, a business point of view. Um, which is all about differentiation. Like my experience has been that, that businesses do not do a very good job of separating themselves from the herd, you know, giving people good reasons as to why they should buy from them as opposed to anybody else. And the issue really is around being able to carve out a unique space for yourself in the business world. And so the be different piece, actually, I've been, I've been doing the be different gig for like 40 years, right? Ever since I started working. 
everything for me was, let's look at this through a be different lens. Now, I didn't call it be different in those days. It evolved into the brand be different. But the actual idea is, if you're not different from an organizational perspective, you're going to be dead. And all you need to do is look around at the, at the collateral damage and the casualties in the business world to see that, okay? And so the ultimate consequence of not being different is death from an organizational point of view. People may not like to talk about it that way, but let me tell you, it's, it's the reality because people get hurt, people lose their jobs, investors lose their money. Now, what can be worse than that? So be different or be dead is kind of like, if you're not different, you're dead or soon will be is another way to spin it that I've, I've used. And so it's an attention getter thing. It, it, it gets people asking me, what do you mean by that? And I, great, now I'm, now I'm in a conversation about my stuff. Now, from a, from a personal point of view, it has the same implications. I mean, think about your career. I mean, I did this all the time. I was looking for ways to be different from everybody else around me, okay, in terms of a, of a way that mattered to the organization. Now, get this, people. This is not about being different for the sake of being different, okay? This is a, this is a, this is a matter of being different in a way that people care about in a way that's relevant to people around you, relevant to your friends, relevant to your, to your boss, relevant to your, to your partners in life. That's what this is all about. It's not airy-fairy, let's just be kooky and different for the sake of being that way. That's not what this journey is about. My conclusion was, if I'm not different um, from an organizational perspective or an individual's perspective, I'm not going to win organizations won't perform well. And from a career point of view, I'm going to be just like everybody else. Why would you ever notice Roy when he's like everybody else? Absolutely. And I want to chime in there because I come from a corporate background. I spent 12 years in oil and gas and energy and 15 years in corporate as a whole. And so I get the part whenever you're relaying it to a personal standpoint of being different because depending on what type of industry you're in, you want to be able to stand out amongst your peers, especially if it's in a force rank system or if it's based on, you know, a regular performance system, because what is going to make you stand out in a lieu of your peers? And then from a business standpoint, from oil and gas, for example, I'm going to use ExxonMobil and BP. What is a competitive advantage between ExxonMobil over BP or what is the differentiation to make your your other um, party, whether you're going with a third party, choose ExxonMobil over BP? What is going to make you stand apart or set yourself aside? Would you say that I'm getting that correctly based on what you just explained, Roy? Yeah. I mean, most most organizations do a terrible job at that. They, they actually confuse the customer. I mean, they force themselves into competing on price, which means it's ridiculous because nobody makes any money and nobody's different. Nobody's special. And so what I try and get people to think of from an organization, I mean, I've had, I've had organizations say, well, Roy, we're not special. And I say, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Let's, we're going to work on exactly what makes you special. From an organizational perspective, you have to really understand who your customer is. You have to know them intimately. I mean, intimately, you have to know what they crave, what they covet, what they lust for, not what they need, because everybody basically 
with some exceptions, have their needs satisfied. So if you're an organization trying to make a bunch of money, my experience is you got to figure out what people lust for. And then because that space has got very little competition and you can price it up in terms of pricing and you can make higher margins. In a way, the same thing works in your career. You need to figure out, right, how to vault yourself above everybody else. And I'm not saying put other people down. I'm just saying you need to rise above with stuff that matters. And I find that, that first of all, nobody gets taught this stuff at school, okay? Total disclosure, school sends us unprepared people. And I'm just woefully uh, disgusted. And I'll use that. It's a strong word. But I've been doing this for a long time, disgusted with the with the fact that people come out and they're not prepared. And so it's a tough world. You need to figure out how to be different. My little textbook here can really help, okay? Because this stuff has been proven to work. You can trust that it will. So it's not like reading a textbook on kind of like nuclear physics, okay? This is Roy's book of nuclear physics on how to be different, right? And if you can follow it, you'll be successful, I guarantee it. So, Roy, if I know you coach in the executive leadership space, and I'm sure you do that for individuals as well as corporations. Am I right? Yes. So if someone's right. coming to you and I'll use myself, I'm a millennial and they say, Roy, like, you know, I really want to take my career to the next level, but I don't know what my niche is. I don't know what my sweet spot is to make me stand out. So walk us through a playbook on how you would help that individual, whether you're telling them to understand their why, understand their mission, their purpose, who is their avatar, what is it about themselves that they could project outwardly so they can, you know, have that advantage and people could see them for who they are and they're not conforming to what that organization or what that society wants them to be? Excellent question. Well done. Uh, first of all, uh, there's a lot about career stuff in this book. This is not all about just organizational stuff. And so you can get more information in the book uh, on what I'm about to say. But fundamentally, it starts with, do you have a career plan? Do you have a career plan that actually works? Now, I'm not talking about some human resource strategic template, okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, do you have a proven career plan that actually works? And so I had to create my own, okay? It's in the book. It starts out with a question that says, how big do you want to be? And what that is, is where do you want to be in 24 months? not five years, not 10 years. I want to know what specific position you want to get in 24 months. And that forces you to do a lot of thinking. Okay. It forces you to be uncomfortably precise, but that's where it starts. Like, you know what? It's easy to be general and say, well, you know, what kind of, I want to be a boss. No, that's not going to work with me. I will not let you get away with it. I want you to say to me, I'm going to be the vice president of marketing. That's where I'm going in 24 months. So my next question is, okay, where? I want you to name the company. Tell me where you want to work. Well, I don't know. Yes, you have to pick a company. Okay. This is why careers get stopped because people don't do the work. Okay. You're going to be the vice president of marketing for Coke. All right. Now let's go. How are you going to compete and win? is the third question, which means how are you going to compete with everybody else out there who wants to be vice president of marketing for Coke? And this is where the differentiation piece comes in. 
So I've created this tool called the only statement that is my way of forcing effective differentiation and getting away from what I call using claptrap, like I'm better and I'm best, or I'm the, I'm the leader, or I'm all this kind of stuff. I'm more experienced. None of that stuff means anything. And yet we keep using it. The only statement says, I am the only one that. I'm the only one who. Now, if you can combine the position you want with the company that you want to work for and your only statement, you have got an absolute awesome career plan statement that you can now start to work out there. When somebody says, why should I hire you? You, you bring out your only statement and say, well, I'm the only one that. I'm the only one who. You, you read my only statement in my bio. And it's absolutely true. Okay, so everybody out there, right, take some time on, on creating your only statement, but not in a vacuum, okay? The context needs to be the position you want in the company that you want to work for. Go to Glassdoor. Figure out the best companies out there. Go do some research, but be specific. You will not be successful if you simply say to me, well, I'd kind of like to be in a supervisory role because I've got great uh, conflict management skills. What? That means nothing. And yet, that's what we teach people to do in their career search. We teach millennials to do that. And I've worked, <laughs> I have so much fun with millennials. I got to tell you, it, it's just a riot. I love it because you guys want to do so much so well and yet the tool the kit bag unfortunately that you've been given has got a few tools that are missing i can fill that tool bag with relevant tools right to help you along so that's what i would do okay very specific and people aren't going to like to be that specific right because it's hard and you gotta and you you may say well i don't know and i'm saying i'm not going to accept that answer you need to pick something because here's the deal, unless you pick something and start going after it, you'll never know whether it was the right direction, will you? Because all you'll do is you'll sit there and pontificate and give yourself a whole bunch of reasons to not act. And it's the biggest problem people have in their career. Should I take that? Is it consistent with my long-term goals? I don't want to know your long-term goals. I want to know what you want to do in 24 months because that forces you to act. And I love that you said... 24 months, Roy, versus the five-year plan, the 10-year plan, because then you're making it more attainable by doing it in 24 months, and you're causing them to stretch themselves beyond their comfort zone. So um, the last question before we begin to wind down, and I'm definitely going to have to have you back for a part two, <laughs> is from a corporation standpoint and setting them apart, like we know there has been a big push for this DEIMB, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. So how can corporations do a better job of standing out, but without necessarily checking the box to say, oh, we're diverse, we're equitable, we're inclusive, and we believe in belonging whenever from the inside looking out, it's not showing a representation there, only from the outside looking in, if that question makes sense. Well, so here's the way I would answer it. First of all, um, I'm going to take what you just said. And I'm going to park it because what you just said has nothing to do with differentiation of an organization. It has to do with the values of the organization. Okay. Now, the problem is 
it's like it's like a company it's like a company that i'm looking right now and i'm not going to tell you who it is their their differentiation statement is we're in business to save our home planet are you kidding me that doesn't help anybody quite frankly choose one clothing supplier over another what what people want to know is how are you going to be unique in the way you satisfy my personal cravings okay if you want to talk about inclusivity and those are important value related um uh, statements okay what people want to be when they grow up in on the inside okay and then the challenge is how to take those values and express them in a way that makes sense to customers making a competitive choice in the marketplace it falls apart because people don't do that okay they get so infatuated okay on the narrative of the day and i'm not putting the narrative down it's important but they forget about competitive advantage is all about how you deliver something out there, how you satisfy a craving differently than somebody else. You're leveraging on what you just described doesn't get you there. It doesn't get you there, right? It's what you do with what you got. So what you got is what you get. Okay, I, I like that part. And I like the fact that you challenged me and you parked my question, but then you came back with saying the values. Because in my opinion, I think the values plus what I what I just said can tie to the culture, which helps differentiate for someone on the outside who's interested in partnering with that corporation. Because if they see the culture, the values, the mission, and they see the holistic view of it, that may give that company a competitive advantage over company B. So let me just say this to you. Okay, you're dealing at a 20,000 foot level in this conversation. Okay, okay consumers don't deal at the 20,000 foot level. Okay, they have a limited income, mm -hmm. right? They have to make a choice about which clothing company to go with today. Okay, what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to expect an answer to the question, why should I do business with clothing company A as opposed to B? And it's all about the value, it's all about the clothing, it's all about the price, it's all about the level of service that they get. It's not necessarily whether their aspiration is to save the home planet. That's a nice thing. That's a, it's a really nice thing to have, but it's an intent, okay? And far too often, organizations rely on intent as a way to differentiate themselves. And I got to tell you, it doesn't work, okay? I'm not saying it's not important, but aspirations have a different role in organizations. You mentioned the word culture. Okay, so let's go there with the aspirations. Okay, that's where we go with things like, like, like the environment, okay, and, and inclusivity and all that stuff. They're very important, but we need to put them in the place that they're the most value to an organization. And saying to somebody, okay, you need to buy from me as opposed to that person over there because I'm more inclusive. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work. First of all, you use the claptraps word like more. How do you prove that? And, and quite frankly, kiddo, I mean, everybody's going to be in the same boat pretty soon because they have to. Okay. Everybody's going to have the same profile within the organization in terms of their human resources. Then what do you do? Now, all you've done is increase the herd multiple times who are all going to claim the same thing, that they're diverse, that they're inclusive. And again, it's important stuff, but if everybody's saying it, 
it's no it's to no advantage to anybody you yeah. see what i'm going with this i do see that point and break i break out of that I see that there's more organizations that jumped on the bandwagon now to say that, oh, we believe in this whole schematic here, but then no one is really setting themselves apart unless you really take the time to really go deep diving. Like, do you value people over profit? Do you value um, workplace flexibility? Like, how are you treating moms who are repatriating back into the workforce after the pandemic? And there's so many different things, but I'll, of course, we don't have time to like unpack everything because I'm talking here, but then there's more things that go underneath it. And I feel like for millennials and society, what we're in right now is we're in this great resignation. And there are a lot of corporations out here who are losing value, valuable people because of various reasons. So that's why I asked that question. If it if it gave you some more context behind it. No, I get it. Believe me, kiddo. I I get it. I know exactly what you're saying, but there's two worlds, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's the inside world and there's the outside world. This looks at it from both points of view. It says, if you don't survive the outside world, you have no inside world. Okay. It's not about the mechanism inside. It's about how the mechanism inside is used to get you high performance on the outside. That's what the challenge of leadership is. And I will say to you, I'm disappointed in the quality of leadership because that's not being done. It's not working and it needs to be done. There's all sorts of things that can be done from a leadership point of view to leverage what you just described in terms of what the inside should look like in terms of outside success. And we need to talk more about that because there, there are ways of doing it. Awesome. Yes, I definitely, I definitely believe there's more ways. And so since we're coming close to our time commitment, Roy, I want to let you leave the audience with a quote from your book or something that challenges them. And if you don't want to do that, then give them your call to action. Okay, it's, it's really simple. Doing, doing it is 10 times better than talking about. It. Okay, what that says is, okay, ponder no longer people get out there and do something learn from it and then re-vector yourself and get rid of this word called pivot the world isn't about pivoting it's about breaking away which is order of magnitude pivoting if you want to look at it that way there's there's too much incremental thinking going on you need to break away get on with it do something make some mistakes learn from them and do some more things Awesome. Y'all heard it from Roy Osing. And Roy, how can the audience um, get in contact with you? What is your website? And do you hang out on any social media platforms? Yeah. So if you Google me, you'll find out all sorts of stuff that you didn't want to know about me. But I, yeah, I've got a website, be different or be dead.com. So come visit me. I blog every week. So there's a lot of content around be different or be dead. I've been blogging since 2009. I mean, this has been, this has been my lifelong passion, at least in in the last several years. So there's lots of stuff there. Plus, I have an email, roy.osing at gmail.com. I'm really happy to have a one-on-one -on -one with people. Okay, for people that have a question about careers or only statements or whatever, bring them on in and, and we'll have a conversation. And I'm on all social medias, except for TikTok. My granddaughter hasn't got me on TikTok yet because I haven't figured out how to do the moves here. <laughs> you see, you got it. You need to teach me. I'm not on TikTok either because I feel like you could spend so much time on TikTok. 
um, without being disappointed. So, um, so audience, I hope you enjoyed Roy Osing and our fun banter. If you definitely want to learn more, definitely check out his website. Go follow him on his social media platforms. And lastly, but not least, where would I be without my supporters? You know, I only think about you. I want to thank each one of you for continuing to listen to the various guests that come into the community, as well as some of the solo episodes that I put out. Because of you, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per the KPIs on www.listennotes.com. And if you're interested in being a brand sponsor, it is paid sponsorship. Feel free to reach out to me at gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp at gmail.com, which is the name of the show. So easy to remember. And all of Roy's contact information as well as mine will be in the show notes. So read, scroll on down and tap in. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and follow. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.